Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The Old Testament reading for the 12th Sunday after Trinity is from Isaiah chapter 29. It is not yet a very little while until Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be regarded as a forest. In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind shall see. The meek shall obtain fresh joy in the Lord, and the poor among mankind shall exult in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless shall come to nothing, and the scoffer cease, and all who watch to do evil shall be cut off, who by a word make a man out to be an offender, and lay a snare for him who reproves in the gate, and with an empty plea turn aside him who is in sight. Therefore, thus says the Lord, who redeemed Abraham concerning the house of Jacob, Jacob shall no more be ashamed, no more shall his face grow pale. For when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and will stand in awe of the God of Israel. And those who go astray in spirit will come to understanding and those who murmur will accept instruction. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now if the ministry of death, carved in letters on stone, came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? For if there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. Indeed, in this case, what once had glory has come to have no glory at all because of the glory that surpasses it. For if what was being brought to an end came with glory, much more will what is permanent have glory. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is the Gospel of the Lord. 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you remember the first time that you ever actually heard the Word of God? I bet that many of us don't. I don't. I was too young. Just like many of you probably were. But I bet there's a few of you who do remember. Who remember the first time you truly heard Scripture and believed it. Perhaps a slightly different question. How many of you remember the first time you tried to share your faith? I bet that might be a bit more likely for most of us to remember. Most of us were likely a bit older, though one should never discount a toddler's ability to tell the truth. But it's quite likely that you probably remember the first time you tried to tell someone about Jesus. But do you all recognize the reason that you were able to do that? Do you all recognize who it was that opened your ears and your mouth? If not, then listen again to our reading for today and hear about Jesus healing a man who is deaf and mute. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephaphtha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, he has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Before I go running off and using this story as a theological analogy, let's talk about the miracle itself. About what Jesus did for this poor man. This happens in the region of the Decapolis. This is the same region where Jesus exercised the demon legion around the Sea of Galilee. This was, in fact, a Greek region, meaning that the people there were almost certainly Gentiles and not Jews. But somehow or another, possibly by hearing about what he did with Legion, they knew about Jesus and what he could do. And they also knew about this man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. Can you imagine what that would be like? To be both unable to hear and unable to speak properly. I'm only partially deaf in one ear, and that's plenty annoying enough for me. To actually not be able to hear at all is quite terrifying. To not be able to speak effectively is perhaps even worse. It also means that this guy probably had no idea where these others were taking him. 
had no idea that he was about to be healed. But that's what was going to happen to him. For some reason, we don't know for sure why, Jesus takes the man to the side and does this miracle privately. He does this sometimes, and also sometimes he has a bit of a ceremony involved with the miracle. One might even say a bit of a liturgy. A liturgy that involved water, prayer, and a word. Ephatha, be opened. And suddenly, for the first time in who knows how long, this man could hear and speak. But then Jesus does something that, again, he does sometimes, but not all the time, and tells this man, who he had just loosed the tongue of, to not tell people what he had just done. That's a little bit weird, right? We see this most especially in the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus fairly actively tries to hide what he's doing. In other places than this one, he often explains this by saying, it's not yet my time. This probably means that he didn't want people to come and try to make him king on account of his miracles. Or maybe that he wasn't going to let himself be arrested and killed too soon. But either way, as usual, his commands were ignored. And the people zealously proclaimed the deeds he had done, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. What about you all? Do you all zealously proclaim what Jesus has done for you? Or are you deaf to his new commandment to go into all nations and tell all people? Do you have a speech impediment when it comes to sharing the word which you have been given? If that's how you feel, then I have good news for you. Your feelings are lying to you. Because in a very similar manner to how Jesus healed this man of his deafness and his muteness, he has opened your ears and mouth as well. In fact, you all saw this just a few minutes ago. You saw Bexton being brought to Jesus by those who care deepest for him here on earth. Jesus then reached down and used some water, a word, and a prayer to open Bexton's ears and his mouth. Even more than that, he spoke life into his heart, giving him the life of the Spirit that shall never be conquered by death. Bexton is now free to live and grow up with the Spirit in his heart, with Jesus living inside of him, and with the Father as his own heavenly Father, free to grow up hearing the word of God being spoken to him, and in turn speaking that word to all those around him. And he has done all of this for you as well. 
In your own baptism, he opened your ears to hear and your mouths to speak. He spoke the life that he earned on the cross into your hearts, gave you the Spirit as your comforter, lives in you even now, and adopted you into the family of God. There is nothing stopping you from hearing the word of God and speaking it to all those around you. Jesus may have told the people who witnessed this miracle back in his time to tell no one. But he tells us who just witnessed a miracle this day to tell everyone. Today, you saw Jesus open the ears and mouth of a young boy. Are you going to tell people about that? Are you going to tell people about how he has done all things well? He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. You're free to. You've been given the ability through your own baptisms. You've been given the word through your regular attendance here at church, if nowhere else. And you have even been strengthened and nourished by the very body and blood of our Lord. You have been freed and empowered by your Lord and Savior to speak the very word that opens the ears of the deaf and looses the tongues of the mute. It is through your proclamation, your speaking of the word, that Jesus continues even now to perform this miracle. He uses your tongues to speak the word of life into people's ears, just like he used someone else's tongue to speak the word of life into your ears. May God continue to ever reach out into the world and continue to open the ears of those who need to hear the saving word of Christ. That word which tells us of just how far Jesus was willing to go to ensure that you could be with him forever. The word which tells us of our Savior's sacrifice on the cross and rising from the dead. This act which earned for us our salvation by atoning for our sins, which earned for us our place in his family, and which made it possible for him to come to us through his water and his word and to open our ears and our tongues. This is how far our Lord was willing to go for you. And how far he was willing to go for everyone. He truly has done all things well. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.